This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice. Hi, I'm Steve Engdahl. I'm the Chief Product Officer at Access. And what I love about the HR industry in HR practice in the retail space is that it is a very dramatically changing space, but there are so many innovative ideas coming out of the space, so many creative new ways to solve some of the problems that are arising in the marketplace today. Retail and all businesses can't run without their employees. Hiring the right people is just the first and important step, though. Retaining the right talent, navigating complex HR laws and regulations, and managing them efficiently and productively is another massive challenge, especially the larger the company gets. Recently, Fashion Is Your Business host Rob Sanchez spoke with a few experts on this topic at HR Retail. Here's the second of three interviews presented as an important resource for running your business. From New York City, you're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the fashion industry. So, hi, Steve. Uh, How's it going, Rob? It's going really well. Great. Yeah, so um, I'd love to have you just share why you're here at HR Retail. Sure. Uh, well, I represent Access, and we are the world's largest privately held records and information management provider. When you think about records and information management, you think about a lot of paper. But what we are doing now, and we're doing this for HR professionals in the hospitality, retail, and restaurant space, is we are helping our customers manage and protect their information. It's a really interesting challenge that these companies face because the data associated with their employees needs to be protected and private, but there's a tug of war where it needs to be accessed by legal, tax, and all sorts of other third parties, and we help them reconcile those challenges and come up with a solution that works. So I'd love to have you talk through how the company came together, because I know that you have sort of grown and changed and morphed over the years. And as the chief product officer, I'd love to see what your view has been on that. Certainly, yeah. The company, uh, Access, has uh, grown substantially uh, through both organic growth and by acquisition uh, over the last number of years. Um, and what we're, what we're finding is that as we acquire, it enables us to offer national solutions and even international solutions to our customers in what used to be a very local and uh, hyper-local or, or regional market. Um, so that's one trajectory on which our, our acquisitive nature and our growth path has allowed us to change the solutions we bring to the market. Uh, the other dimension is that we have moved beyond paper. So... Uh, I personally look after our uh, digital transformation and software business. So when we offer solutions to our customers, um, customers that want to go electronic, they want to go green. Um, and that's not just something that you can deal with uh, by offering a software solution. The solutions that we bring to market with, for our customers involve also um, trucks that go out to their locations and pick up the paper that they have, bring it into our chain of custody, scan it locally, and then give them a solution that allows them to see across their employee base because there are still situations where the paper just isn't going away. We can help with that too. Are you finding that this is a jurisdiction-by-jurisdiction jurisdiction issue where you have to deal with like digital signature um, at the state level and things like that? Or what's kind of the landscape in, behind it. the industry? Got it. Oh, there are a, a tremendous number of regulations around employment law that go down to 
just about the zip code level. And it's tremendously complicated for a company with many locations like a retailer, hospitality, restaurant chain to deal with that and to, to keep up with all of the changes. Um, however, you know, there are certain functions that, um, you know, can be rolled out, uh, you know, pretty generically across uh, all of those different different regions. So, um, you know, something like, uh, you know, minimum wage, that's, that's a very local issue. Um, you know, something like e-signature, yeah, there are certain differences, usually more at the state level, uh, but usually it's option one, option two, option three. So as long as we have those three options, you just, you know, yeah. look at, look at the, the, the case for any given one to determine what path it goes down. And then are you looking at um, basically like all of the management and security behind this and then also the layer of implementation or are you plugging into other software solutions for some of the implementation side of it? So our solution exists within the HR ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, more often than not, a company implements a, or changes their HCM system, their primary system of record, uh, and then recognizes midway through the implementation of that that it doesn't do 100% of what they need. And no HCM system does. And then they start to go out and look for point solutions like our Carta HR digital document management platform to go deeper on those particular areas where they find they have greater requirements for security or, or, or whatever else. Yeah. Um, so we exist within the ecosystem. And are you doing things like um, document discovery and management for, let's say, like a legal case where you have to preserve files at the same time as you're dealing with like a shredding solution on the back end? How do you? Yeah, the whole yeah, idea is yeah. to put the employee file into one place. Yep. Um, so we've got uh, customers who um, basically you can look across the employee base and in one place understand what certifications are expiring and need to be updated, which uh, documents are missing, which acknowledgments are missing, and you can even determine by region and by store which places have within your operation have the best practices and the best, best uh, ability to comply. Um, so first thing is to get everything into one place. Next is to be able to spawn up secure file rooms for just those documents, for just those who need it. If it's the tax department, if it's an auditor, if there's a legal proceeding, you don't want to let them have the entire employee file. Well, now you can be real selective and just pull the right documents and put it into a file room that gives secure access for a specific period of time and then shuts down. So you don't have document leakage, you don't have information leakage, the wrong people aren't seeing it. And once it's used for its purpose, then it goes away. Yeah. And with the handling of the physical and the paper side, um, are you, so you're doing scanning and OCR into that system or how? Like, yeah, that's yeah. right. So, so <clears throat> I, the ideal is for the paper not to exist to begin with. And we've got e-forms generation to be able to help with employee onboarding for that. However, and especially if you look at the retail sector, um, there's a lot of employee turnover. You can't guarantee that these employees have a computer to go to. Um, and so inevitably, there is a piece of paper generated here. There might even be just a note for somebody requesting leave or something like that. Well, we're able to, even though it started on paper, move it up into the electronic workflow very quickly, very locally. So wherever that paper is generated, we can grab a hold to hold of it and then get it up into the uh, the digital flow and give that uh, the home office that visibility into what's going on. What are the innovations that you're seeing as either necessary or that you're working on right now that are really exciting for you in this space? Sure. Uh, there's a lot that's exciting. So, you know, we keep pushing ahead on that concept that you can't guarantee that an employee has a, a, a computer. Um, we've been doing a lot to make it much more easy for a, a, an employee just to use their phone 
to be able to get in and uh, answer a few simple questions, and we'll generate off of the back of that the actual form that might be required by the regulator. Mm -hmm. um, we've also been doing more to uh, to push ahead. I mentioned how the the regulatory and legislative um, requirements vary at a very local level. And we've been engaging much more strategically with our customers around understanding um, what their requirements need to be, and particularly around record retention. Now mm -hmm. that data privacy is so important and you need to actually destroy records at a certain point. Um, we've got uh, experts on staff now that, that are helping our clients develop retention schedules custom to their own specific ways they do business. And are you playing at all with, um, on the compliance side, like the testing and, and so on, where you're like managing certificates and things like that? Do you get involved at all in the generation of those, or are you more just after capture? So uh, to the extent that um, you develop a policy, uh, we implement that policy, and we give you the ability to point and say, see, we our policy is in action. So everything we do is fully auditable. Mm -hmm. um, we are not going in and certifying a customer. You yeah. use a third party to do that, but it's very easy for a customer from who's using generation. our suite yeah. to be able to say, here's my policy, and then to be able to pull up evidence that shows it's not just a binder sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Are there any changes that you're seeing in the need for technology now, or is this... Um, is this like a fairly set industry where you're incrementally improving? You know, I think it's uh, it's interesting. You know, in the in the banking space, I think all the banks have said we are technology companies, and banking happens to be part of how we do business. Yeah, um, we are starting to see that with a num given everything that's going on in retail, we're starting to see that. I think earlier today uh, at this show, we heard Whole Foods talking about the fact that they are putting themselves out there as a technology company now and moving in that direction. Um, it. It makes sense to have a, a, a brain at the hub that and, and have systems that communicate with each other and play nice with each other and have your data centralized and standardized as well. Uh, but there are still, in retail, great challenges that don't exist in some other sectors, and it ties to just the very thin margins yeah. in the business. And so it's not feasible to put a scanner in every store to put a kiosk in every store. So, yeah, you have to get very creative about the ways to leverage other existing investments, leverage other existing traffic, leverage other things that might be in place in those locations to be able to take what the smart hub does and make that something that's a benefit out in each branch, in yeah. each location. What are challenges that you're finding that are unique to the retail space beyond just the, the thin margin? Yeah, uh, thin margin is one. Uh, certainly the uh, employee turnover uh, issues and a lot of seasonal employment as well. So it's not just let's on board and then off we go you're ramping up ramping down you know multiple times throughout the year um and then you know we mentioned the um the need to deal with local jurisdictional issues but um you know the great struggle is for the home office to understand what's going on out there so you know many times we hear the the, the phrase what's you know where's the file um yeah. is it in the branch <laughs> is it in the location is it at the region is it is it in the, in the central office so you know the or in steve's to... laptop on the... <laughs> exactly or a file cabinet in a back room somewhere that somebody may or may not be looking after uh you know yeah. so that 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 issue of dealing with the local stuff and dealing with things at the location and, and the hub you know is yeah is something that's you know particularly unique here not every not every location is all you know tied in in the same way with all the same assets in every location we just had an interesting issue with um, documents inside of our company where um, one of the people that set us up in the bank initially had kept paper copies of the file and they mm -hmm. closed that bank account 
or they closed that bank branch. Mm -hmm. And when they closed that bank branch, they then activated a lot of the social security numbers and company um, Mm -hmm. forms. And they actually set up a credit card in my name um, and then started using it for purchases and auto deducting payments on the credit card. So there was a rolling line of credit. And there were micro payments that looked like other things that we were doing. And and it was crazy. But but uh, what they banked on was that the physical documents would go missing during the bank transfer from the branch being shut down and all the paper right, being shipped right. to the other one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we, we help our customers with management of historical documents. And we find that by having a central platform where everything goes, it, it also helps a company that does a lot of mergers and acquisitions. So, yeah, you have new locations opening and closing. Yeah. But we also see a lot of consolidation and a lot of merger activity in, in the retail space. Um, what we found is it's actually most helpful to, with bringing in a target company that you've acquired, move the documents first, put them all into the same place, make it searchable under the same parameters, and then worry about migrating the other systems as a secondary fe- feature. Interesting. Um, and it's, uh, it's a lot simpler to do that and, and a lot cleaner to really get a picture of what's really going on within that in- employee base and its associated documentation, its, uh, you know, its onboarding documents, its certifications, and everything else. How much of that knowledge came from doing it inside of your own company so many times? And how much was like a guess about the marketplace and then was tested out? So we work very closely with our customers. So, so a lot of these ideas came from our, our clients that have you know, national scope and a tremendous number of locations. We do use our own systems and software internally because given our um, you know, local footprint across the nation, we have, um, you know, record centers. We have a transport, a, a national logistics network. So we, we do actually encounter some of the same challenges that our own customers have. So, so we do, we do, uh, you know, use that in-house too. Excellent. Um, is there anything that you want to share that we might not have touched on so far? Um, I think we're good. Um, you know, we talked about uh, a lot of the key things around data privacy, data security. We talked about the uh, technology innovations that are happening and some of the really interesting ideas that are coming out of it driven by our clients. So yeah. it's, a, it's a nice place to be. It's a very interesting place to watch over the next year or two. Yeah. Um, are you touching any places where like children's privacy starts to come in or international security or any of those like the um, where there's changing laws and changing rules around documents? Well, certainly uh, international with, with our client base, and we do have global clients that are using our using our systems and using our solutions. Um, I find that data privacy, in particular, given GDPR in Europe, you know, much greater understanding of the requirements, much further along in the response to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but and so we've had to comply, and we we, we do have uh, you know the right the right things in place within our systems to enable our customers to comply. Um, it's an issue in the U.S. too. Um, Colorado, California, others have implemented very similar regulations. Mm-hmm. So the old idea of I don't know when I need something, so I'll just keep it forever is no longer valid. You now have the forget me requirement. Yeah. And so you have to go back and figure out what do I already have that I need to get rid of and what do I already have so that I can disclose to the consumer what information I am keeping about them. Um, not all companies in the U.S. are really prepared for that yet, but I think that's a, uh, a daunting challenge. Ahead. Yeah. Are you working at all on the consumer side of this, like terms of service acceptance and that sort of thing, like those electronic files? So, um, you know, we don't directly market to the consumer, but our com- our customers 
interact with the consumer mm -hmm. all the time. And so some of the collections of, uh, of documents that we help them manage are, you know, contracts and other things that engage with uh, with somebody who's made a purchase or something like that. So we do um, we do manage those processes. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and then what about medical records? Are you doing any, th any work in that field at all? And that's a whole other set of landmines. So, you know, medical is its own industry. It's got, you know, very stringent requirements. Um, uh, you know, our core systems have the capability to manage that. It's just not a place that, that we've gone deep yet. We've found a, a real sweet spot in... Uh, you know, in the retail and hospitality space, and I think there's a lot, a lot more opportunity for us there. We're intrigued by it, but uh, you know, we, we're yeah. are, from a from a, an opportunity perspective. Yeah, you spin know, off a company and let somebody else deal with it. There's uh, yeah, there's a lot more <laughs> a lot more wood to chop in in retail. Yeah, excellent. Um, all right, so what do you um, what do you want to get out of the rest of this conference here, and and what are you kind of thinking about as you prepare for your talk? Yeah, uh, I mean, I just love interacting with practitioners in the industry, even if it's not on things that directly pertain to the solutions we're doing. Going back to my comment that we exist within the ecosystem, it's always important for me to hear where are the problems that people are looking to solve, what are their priorities, um, and also, you know, who's doing stuff that is really hot. You know, so uh, so I think my biggest my biggest uh, interest now is just engaging more with the attendees, uh, hearing where where their mind is at, and that'll help me as I go up and, and we're talking about compliance tomorrow. Um, you know, help me to tap in a little more directly to what's on their mind. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. It's All been right. a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Take care. This has been Fashion Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice.